What's up, this Shaq Bear, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. everybody i hope you're having a great day today this is alex from the fresh fantasy podcast this is the 53rd episode of season two today we're going to be talking about the best and worst plays of week six the 20 oh my goodness i cannot do math right now five starts five sits at each position the only position that we do not have five for is the sits for the tight end position because i'm not going to make up tight end sits for guys that you will never play in your lineups anyway um, but I'm excited to get into this episode today. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit off. Um, I've had a pretty nasty head cold the last couple of days, so I'm not really sure, to be honest, how my voice sounds. It's hard with your own voice to know like how your voice sounds. You know what I mean? Like You're probably nodding your head right now. You're like, this guy's an idiot. Well, either way, you can at least get where I'm coming from. I'm not really sure how I sound, but if I do sound off, I apologize. The next episode will hopefully be better, because if not, that means that you know something could be worse. I could, I could, I could die. You know, a lot, a lot of things can happen, but you guys don't care about that. Maybe you do because you need some more of the Fresh Fantasy Podcast and you need some more week six best and worst plays. And that starts with the quarterback position, and that starts with Matthew Stafford versus the New York Giants. It's my start of the week this week. The New York Giants have allowed the eighth most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Matthew Stafford's had a couple tough matchups. New York Giants, one of the best matchups he's had all year. And I expect him to produce in a big game against the Giants. My second start of the week this week is Taylor Heineke playing the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks so far this season. They've given up the fifth most to running backs. This Chiefs defense is not looking good. It is going to be a high-scoring game. Taylor Heineke's been making plays with his legs, which has resulted in fantasy points. He's an excellent streamer. Streamer. He's an excellent start this week. Um, I love the Taylor Heineke play. If he's out there on your waiver wire and you need a streamer, Heineke's definitely the guy I'm going for in a couple leagues. My number three start of the week is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence going against the Miami Dolphins, who have given up the seventh most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Again, this is another one that should be a pretty high-scoring game. I'm not really sure how it's going to translate because this game will be played in London. But Trevor Lawrence is starting to look a little better. I've seen a couple of his games now, and his decision-making is starting to look a little better. I don't know exactly how that's transferred into the numbers-wise, but again, he's improving. He's a very nice matchup this week. He is a start for me. My number four is starting. I think this is the third week in a row he's been a start. It hasn't worked out that great, but again, when the matchups are there, you have to start these guys. That's Mac Jones playing the Dallas Cowboys. Mac is obviously zero rushing upside, but the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points against New England, and frequently, frankly, sorry, they have given up the fourth most points to quarterbacks so far this season. I think Mac Jones is an excellent start this week against Dallas. My final start of the week, a guy that has been an underrated fantasy producer this year and almost every other year of his career, is Carson Wentz playing the Houston Texans, who have given up the ninth most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Uh, we saw what this Colts offense looked like against a tough Baltimore defense. I mean, sure, they blew a 22-9 lead. Sure, Blankenship missed two field goals, but – if you count those two field goals, I mean, they had 31 possible points in that game, which is very good for that offense. Now they're playing against a Swiss cheese Texans defense. Um, I expect a really good week from Carson Wentz this week. On to my sits, the guys that I'm avoiding this week. The start of the sit list is Ryan Tannehill versus the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have given up the single least points to quarterbacks so far this season. Ryan Tannehill has had a couple of really brutal matchups. We're not 100% sure how healthy if healthy, if they're going to play at all between Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, those guys could definitely miss the game. Julio's played in full 
the last two practices, AJ Brown's been practicing. So I think they're both going to play, but it's a question of how healthy you are because we haven't seen really either of them break out much of the season and they both struggle with injuries. Combine that with them playing the toughest quarterback defense in all of fantasy football. That is not a recipe for success. On to our QBs or next on our QB sits is Derek Carr, Denver Broncos, second best defense against QBs so far this season. Enough said. QB three that we're sitting this week, Aaron Rodgers versus the Chicago Bears. Bears have given up the eighth least points to quarterbacks so far this season. They've been very, very good and gotten better over the last couple weeks. Going to be a tough week for Aaron Rodgers outside of Devontae Adams. Number four of the week is Sam Darnold versus the Carolina Panthers. Our, what am I saying? The Carolina Panthers, my notes are clearly wrong. The Minnesota Vikings, ninth toughest team against QB so far this season. We saw a very hot start from Darnold. But again, unless he's getting the rushing touchdowns, he's not putting up much fantasy production. So I think he's a little bit overrated in a tough matchup. Don't play him this week. And my final quarterback sit of the week is not necessarily a sit, but more of just a beware play. That's Dak Prescott versus the New England Patriots. I mean, New England Patriots have played really well against good quarterbacks, like Tom Brady, but they also made Davis Mills look like an absolute superstar last week. But I'm a believer in this defense. I think they have a very, very talented defense. So Dak is a beware play for me against the New England Patriots. Seventh least points given up to quarterbacks. I'm not saying sit Dak if you don't have another option, start him. But I would play someone like Taylor Heineke or Matthew Stafford over Dak this week. That's more of the point that I'm trying to make. Onto the running back starts. The start of the week at the running back position is James Robinson versus the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have been an auto start for any running back. It worked out well for Leonard Fournette, who had just about 20 fantasy points and half PPR last week. James Robinson, the guy in Jacksonville, expect a huge week. Other guys are running back start that probably won't ever be on this list again, but I'm just telling you to start him with confidence. Is Joe Mixon versus the Detroit Lions, who've given up the third most points to running back so far this season. That That is excellent. Joe Mixon coming off a low ankle sprain, only played 22% of the snaps last week, but he's practiced on Wednesday. Anytime a guy like that practices on Wednesday, it means that he came out of the game relatively healthy, playing the Detroit Lions that he could absolutely smash this week. I'd definitely be buying Mixon before it's too late. I believe in him fully for this week. Another running back start, finally a guy that produced, was my fade of the week, and then absolutely showed me up and then some, was Miles Gaskin. I mean, he produced against Tampa Bay. Granted, it was mostly on receiving work, but now he's playing Jacksonville. We've going to be sixth most points to running back so far this season. It looks like Gaskin is finally the guy. That remains to be seen. Definitely not for sure, but Gaskin definitely a strong play this week. My fourth play of the week is Javante Williams versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Williams is just looking absolutely unbelievable. I really hope they start to phase Melvin Gordon out a little bit more. Gordon's been good so far, don't get me wrong, but Javante Williams is the best running back in that backfield, playing against the Raiders, who have given up the eighth most points to running back so far this season. Javante Williams, a very good start. My last start, kind of the sneaky start, is Devontae Booker versus the Los Angeles Rams. Over the last three weeks specifically, the Rams have been have given up the 10th most points to running backs, which is great. But the thing I love about Booker, because I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to be out this week, or he's doubtful right now already. And anytime you see a doubtful player on Thursday, they almost never, ever play. But Booker got 20 out of 21 running back touches in this Giants backfield after Saquon went out. And based off volume alone, a la Wayne Gallman last year, if you guys remember his streak of double-digit fantasy points when Saquon Barkley's out, Booker's going to get the volume. The Rams have been a little worse against the run. Their linebackers are not very good. Um, so I expect just because of volume, Devontae Booker to have a good week this week. On to our running back fades of the week. My number one fade of the week is Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds did not look healthy last week, only had three fantasy points. Now he's playing the Cleveland Browns, who after giving up 
like 30 fantasy points to Austin Eckler are still the fifth toughest defense against running backs. That is not boding well for a unhealthy Chase Edmonds. Fade him this week. My next running back sit is Josh Jacobs playing the Chicago Bears. Bears have been the fourth toughest team against running backs. They were top five against running backs last year. They're a super, super tough run defense and does not bode well for Josh Jacobs this week. And my number three picks to sit of the week is Damian Harris versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Obviously, oh my goodness, sorry, Damian Harris versus the Dallas Cowboys, who have surprisingly been the sixth toughest team against running backs so far this year. Also, I misspoke. Josh Jacobs is playing Denver. Denver's been the fourth best defense. I don't know why I have Chicago. I'm so sorry about that. But Damian Harris playing the Dallas Cowboys, sixth toughest team against running backs. Very surprising. But I think that they owe that a lot in a part into Micah Parsons, who was their first round pick this year. He's really stepped up. He's looked amazing in every game I've seen. He is a very, very good running back. My fourth of the week is Alex Collins playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have given up the seventh least points to running backs so far this season. They have Geno Smith starting for the Seahawks this week. That is not good for Alex Collins. And there's a chance that Chris Carson plays, but he did not practice today on Thursday. And usually it does not bode well, especially when he has a neck injury and they need him to be the centerpiece of this offense without Russell Wilson. So I think they're going to give him a little time to get healthy. Um, Alex Collins is a big fade for me this week against Pittsburgh. And finally, my final set of the week is the Texans running backs versus the Indianapolis Colts. Second best team against running backs so far this season. Why are you on this list? As they ask, well, Mark Ingram still owning about 30% of Yahoo leagues doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why people have them, so I'm just putting it out there at PSA. Texans running backs should not be on your team. They should not be starting, and that is it. Before we move on to the back half of our show, how about a quick ad from Anchor? And we are back, and I hope you enjoyed my somewhat soothing voice listening to the Anchor ad about fantasy podcasts. And I would say to anyone listening right now, if you've ever considered wanting to start a podcast, please reach out to me. This is not an Anchor ad or anything like that at all. But if you've genuinely been wanting to start a podcast about anything, it could be fantasy football, life, anything like that, please reach out to me. I would love to help you guys start and get going on a podcast or something like that. It has truly changed my life and could change yours if you've always been wanting to do it. Similar to I did, it's not easy to make that leap. I had a lot of supporters that thankfully helped me and pushed me and did all those things to help me get where I am today and being lucky enough to record and have some of you guys listen to it. That means the world to me. So if you guys need any help, I am always here for you. Please reach out to me at Alex Caruso on Twitter. That is the best place to reach me. On to our wide receiver starts of the week, though. The number one start of the week is Deontay Johnson versus the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's gone 14 of his last 15 games. He's had at least double-digit targets when healthy. That is absolutely ridiculous. Playing the Seattle Seahawks, who have given him the third most points to wide receivers, Juju is out for the season, and that means more feasting for Deontay Johnson. Start him up this week. My number two start of the week is Marvin Jones versus the Miami Dolphins. Marvin Jones has not been good the last couple weeks. He's gone down in fantasy points all five of these weeks, but now he's playing the Miami Dolphins, who are a very good matchup. Marvin Jones was a start for me last week, didn't come through. I expect that to regress. Marvin Jones, every time we start to think that this guy's worth dropping, he shows us that he is not and he is a very underrated fantasy player, and hopefully he continues to show that this week. Fire him up. Number three start of the week is Kadarius Tony playing the Los Angeles Rams. Been very generous to the slot, and Kadarius Tony is playing the Rams, who have given up the fifth most points to wide receivers so far this season. Tony might play a little bit more of the outside, or Shepard might. Sterling Shepard's probably going to play this week, but Galladay looks unlikely to play. Kadarius Tony has gone for at least 70-plus yards each of the last two weeks. 
playing a team that's given up the fifth most points to wide receivers. I know some of those guys are coming back, but Tony's their first round pick and he's been so unbelievably good. I don't know why they're not starting him now with or without Daniel Jones. My number four start of the week is Tyler Lockett. I know it's Geno Smith. That's why Tyler Lockett can make a list like this. But he's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers who have given up the sixth most points to wide receivers so far this season with Geno Smith, without Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett will be a solid play this week. My final play of the week this week is Jacoby Myers playing the Dallas Cowboys, who have been absolutely eviscerated by the slot. I mean, you guys remember Chris Godwin in week one. You remember Kadarius Tony last week. They have been shredded by the slot. Regardless of their 10th most points given up, that's more of, I think, a Trevon Diggs stat, that why they're that good. But Jordan Lewis has been getting absolutely cooked in the slot. Jacoby Myers, a must-start this week, and I'm calling it right now. Please remember this and put it on your fridge. Jacoby Myers, first career touchdown coming this week. On, But that is it with Jacoby Myers. On to our wide receiver fades of the week. Number one fade of the week is Cortland Sutton versus the Las Vegas Raiders, who have somehow been a top-five team against wide receivers. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely love to see it. It's good for the Raiders, but not good. John Gruden, obviously, he's out of there. Good for him. He should be out of there. But Cortland Sutton, as we're talking about today, he's been on and off, you know. But the thing is, Cortland Sutton is very talented. He's coming in off an ACL. And without Jerry Judy back yet, he has just not shown us anything really exciting. He's had a, two good games, I think, so far. And you just it's just not good. You know, he doesn't look super healthy on that ACL. I don't know if you guys have seen Broncos games. But it's not good. The Raiders have been very underrated against the pass. Very surprising, obviously. But Cortland Sutton, a fade from this week. Another fade from this week is Julio Jones. One of the reasons that you should fade him is because, yes, he is practicing, but there's still a non-zero chance that he can end up missing this week, and they're playing a Monday night game. So if you don't have a backup option, that could be bad. But also the Bills have been the second-best team in the entire NFL against wide receivers so far this season. And Julio Jones has only had one good game so far in the four games he's played. I'd just be a little bit wary of Julio Jones so far. Um, not a good play this week, but definitely a good play in the future. My number three start of the week is Adam Thielen playing the Carolina Panthers, sixth best team against wide receivers this season. Only had three targets last week, and two of them came in the final drive of the game with less than a minute left to go. It has not been good for Adam Thielen unless he's scoring a touchdown. Will be a tough week to get a touchdown for him this week. I am fading Adam Thielen. My number four seed of the week is a surprising one, a guy that I really like and a guy that could absolutely produce, but it's T. Higgins. The Detroit Lions, for some reason, have been very good against wide receivers. Ninth best team. T. Higgins, you know, has not hit over 70 yards in a game just yet. So until he does that, I'm going to be fading him at least a little bit in a tougher matchup. Jamar Chase seems like he's going to continue to eat. My finals of the week, Robbie Anderson playing the Minnesota Vikings. Third best team against wide receivers. Robbie Anderson, boomer bust. Don't like him this week at all. And on to the final position of today, and that is the tight end starts. And I have to have this guy as my number one start of the week after the week he had last week, putting up the fifth most points, fantasy points, all time for a tight end position. And that is Mark Andrews, who's playing the Los Angeles Chargers, who have given up the single most points to tight end so far this season. And their only good coverage linebacker, uh, who is I'm a name that I am completely blanking on, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray has give, is not playing because he's on IR. And the Chargers have given up the most points to tight ends. And the fact that Mark Andrews has put up the fifth most points against tight ends all time. 
yeah, Mark Andrews, a start this week, might be the best start of the week outside of Travis Kelsey. My number two start of the week, Ricky Seals-Jones, the most underrated start on the entire slate. Took over the Logan Thomas role in Washington, played 99% of the snaps last week, had eight targets, including eight red zone targets, playing the Kansas City Chiefs who have allowed the fifth most points to tight ends. Yeah, I bet you didn't find that one. He's only owning a very small percentage of leagues. And anytime you can get a tight end playing 99% of the snaps, getting three end zone targets, now playing a team that's top five in tight end points giving up, he is a start this week. Ricky Seals-Jones, a very good play for the Washington football team. Number three start of the week is Mike Gusecki versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Until Tua comes back, until Will Fuller gets back, Mike Gusecki, a very strong play last week. He was a start of the week for me last week, but didn't exactly produce four catches for 43 yards, but has been very good over the last three weeks overall, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, ninth best team against tight ends. Mike Gusecki, a very good play. You know who else is a good play? Dan Arnold, playing the Miami Dolphins, who have given up the 11th most points to tight ends. And, oh, 11th most points to tight ends, why is that relevant? Well, Dan Arnold playing in his second game with Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars had a 24% target share in his second week with the team playing in a much better matchup in Miami this week. Trevor Lawrence already looking for him. Dan Arnold is hyper athletic, had a lot of hype going into early this season. Dan Arnold, a very strong play this week. And the last start of the week is Evan Ingram playing the Los Angeles Rams who have given him the 12th most points to tight end so far this season. And Evan Ingram has not been very good, obviously. But that Giants receiving core has had a lot of injuries, and we don't know if they're going to be healthy. Until then, Evan Ingram, a strong start. Um, Evan Ingram is still very underrated, I think. He has not shown a lot of greatness this season, but he's in a good matchup this week. His team has not been very healthy. Saquon's going to be out, so I think some of those short down and distance targets, the extra of them, might go to Evan Ingram. And finally, on to my tight end sets for the week. We only have three of them because, like I said earlier, I'm not going to BS you guys. My number one set of the week is Gerald Everett versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gerald Everett is coming off COVID, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been the second-best team against tight ends, and does not have Russell Wilson this week. That is the three-headed monster of why not to start Gerald Everett. If you do, may the force be with you. My second side of the week is David – sorry, sit of the week is David Njoku versus the Arizona Cardinals – Fourth toughest team against tight ends. And Joku obviously looked great last week, had an amazing week against the Chargers, but I do not expect that to continue this week. Arizona, fourth toughest team against tight ends. My finals of the week, God's been really, really good the last few weeks. It's Dalton Schultz playing the New England Patriots, who have like been really, really good against tight ends the last few years. Top five against tight ends this year. Um, not a week for Dalton Schultz. I think it's going to be a C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper week, more likely than not, even though they've been good. But that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed these best and worst plays of week six. Sorry for my voice. Sorry if I sound a little bit off. Um, definitely came down with a really rough head cold, and I'm not feeling the best right now. But, you know, I love you guys, and uh, I love making content for you guys. So, you know, next episode will definitely be better because I do not feel very good right now. But hopefully this came out all right, and I hope that all of your Sundays are super successful for fantasy this week. So that being said, please leave me a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.